0: For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39. Welcome to Beauty Beyond the Ashes podcast, a support podcast to encourage and inspire women of faith while navigating the process of self-forgiveness to release and live beyond the guilt, shame, and regret of their past choices. I am the creator and your host, Tanya B. Jones. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for joining me again here on Beauty Beyond the Ashes podcast, where we talk all things forgiveness, restoration, freedom, healing, and wholeness, so that we can walk in God's purpose and calling for our lives with courage and boldness. I am Tanya B, your host. Thank you all for joining me. I am Excited to be back because I kind of missed last week. Um, I missed you guys for sure, and I hope that you missed me as well. But I'm happy to be back, happy to be in the place, happy to be chatting with you all and Um, I've got some good stuff for you all here today. This is going to be a solo episode, so you'll be hearing from me. But before I do that, I want to uh, talk to you guys about my ask, which is for you to rate review and share the podcast. I want you guys to uh, subscribe to the podcast so that other people can find this podcast. That's the only way that we are able to take this into more spaces, more places for more people is if you rate, review, share and become a member of my podcast community. So you guys have really been reviewing and I told you that I would be reading some of the reviews online. So I have another one and this one comes to us from Miss Whitney and Whitney entitles hers thank you for your voice and it reads my p2p big sister i am grateful for you your vulnerability will inspire women to share their stories with an understanding of true service to serve others genuinely Thank you, Whitney. I appreciate that because that is absolutely what I'm trying to do. I do want to serve others. I want to be authentic. I want to be genuine with them so that they can grow and become who God has called them to be and step out in courage and boldness. So Whitney, thank you for your time in reviewing this podcast. And I hope you continue to listen. I hope you guys enjoyed that review from Whitney. So I am going to get into this episode and I have entitled this episode, The Love of God. I was kind of torn between God is love and love, the love of God, but both of them holds true. So I want to help people understand the love of God and in doing that, knowing that God is love will carry you a long way in understanding the love of God, which sometimes is difficult because it's, it's immense. It's the greatest love that there ever was. And in our humanity, it's difficult to understand that type of love. So it's hard for us to grasp that and and hold on to that. But it's a must. It is a must in order to be who God has called you to be because it's the love that will propel you. It's the love that will get you past so many obstacles, right? So I'm ready to jump into this episode. And let me tell you how excited I am. Because as I was studying, as I was meditating on this, I became so excited because deep down inside, I realized that it was understanding the love of God that helped me to see me as God sees me to understand his love. And I believe that when we are sitting in a state of unforgiveness, when we are uh, shackled to shame and living in regret, that puts a separation between us and God. And we really can't see him for who he is. We can't, really can't experience the love that he really has for us. So I, I know that it's imperative for us to understand this as best we can, because God's love is so big. It's so immense. It's so amazing that it is a very difficult concept to grasp. But if we can just grasp a minute fraction of the truth of God's love for us, it's just going to propel you into a different um, level with him. Okay. So we know that we know that we love God. We know that we have professed Jesus Christ as our savior. We know that we uh have a new relationship with God because of what Jesus has done for us. But there's something that we can't forgive ourselves for, right? So I read, I started off with Romans eight and 38 for I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So when when the writer, who is Paul, is talking about these things, right? Life nor death. So living, being here on earth does not separate us from the love of God. And when we are no longer here, when death comes to this natural body of ours, to this mortal body of ours, that cannot separate us from the love of God. The angels, cannot separate us from the love of God. The principalities, the fallen angels and the demons, they cannot separate us from the love of God. The powers, people in power and of authority, they can't separate us from the love of God. The things in the present or to come can't separate us from the love of God. The things that are to the highest of highs are to the lowest of lows, the the height nor the depth, can't separate us. And then Paul said, if you don't understand all of this, let me break it down to this. No created thing, because we know all things were created by God, right? So nothing that was created, he, he wraps it up. Nothing that was created can separate us from the love of God, which is in our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so what we've done cannot separate us from the love of God. Romans 8 and 1 through 2 says, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Yes. Okay. That is no condemnation to you. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, right? We might be fleshly at times, but we do not walk in the flesh. We are not led by our flesh on a consistent basis. When we yield to the flesh, that is when we sin, but we do not live in sin. We do not, uh, uh, walk in sin. We do not run after sin, right? We sin because we're human. If you, if you say that you don't sin, you lie, right? But we sin. However, we do not walk according to the sinful nature in us. We walk according to the spirit. We walk according to who Jesus is in us, So it says, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Can you profess that you walk according to the spirit? Then there is no condemnation in you, right? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Say, made me free. Made me free from the law of sin and death. So you have been freed from that law of sin, which is death, right? You have have been set free from that because you have chosen to walk according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. So therefore, there is no condemnation to you. I want to read something from John MacArthur in his um, study section. And this is what he says, and I love it. No condemnation. Condemnation is used exclusively in judicial settings as the opposite of justification, which we have been justified. So condemnation refers to a verdict of guilty and the penalty of that verdict, whatever it demands. No sin a believer can commit past, present, future can be held against him since the penalty was paid by Christ and righteousness was imputed to the believer. Are you a believer? Say, I'm a believer. Then there is no sin that you, a believer, can commit in the past and the present or the future that can be held against you. Since your penalty for the sin that you have committed are committing or will commit, not that you are living in sin, but that you will sin, have sinned, right? So the righteousness of Christ was imputed to you. And no sin will ever reverse this divine legal decision. I love that. I love that. I'm going to read it exactly as John MacArthur wrote it. And it reads, Condemnation is used exclusively in judicial settings as the opposite of justification. It refers to a verdict of guilty and the penalty that that verdict demands. No sin a believer can commit past, present, future can be held against him Since the penalty was paid by Christ and righteousness was imputed to the believer and no sin will ever reverse this divine legal decision. That is good news. That is good news to you who have sinned and are beating yourself up or that you you just keep going back to this sin and asking for forgiveness over and over again. Or this sin continues to come up in your life that the devil is holding over your head to say that you're not righteous. You are. It's been imputed to you. So So hold your head up and you tell the devil you are a liar because Christ says in his word, no condemnation. To me, who is a believer in Christ? I am not condemned. Therefore, I will not condemn myself. Jesus is not condemning me. God is not condemning me. So why should I condemn myself? You shouldn't. So stop. So stop condemning yourself. Let me tell y'all something. Paul is my man. Paul and I could, could get along. We could be friends because Paul called it like it was. Paul says of himself in Ephesians 3 and 8, To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. He was identifying himself as less than the least saint. So are you identifying yourself as less than someone else because of a sin that you've made. If God can use Paul to pen the majority of the Bible to help establish his church here on earth, do you not think that he could forgive you for that sin? Do you not think that he could forgive you for the choice that you've made? The choice says that you've made. Who are you that you should condemn yourself When Christ is not condemning you, when Christ died so that you wouldn't, we have to let that go. We have to accept the love that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ, through the death of his son, Jesus Christ, through him clothing himself in human flesh to come to this earth, making himself nothing for you and for me. How dare we not accept that love He made us in love ephesians three sixteen through nineteen Paul says this: I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his power in your inner being through the spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Mm. Just sit with that. Just sit with that for a moment. I pray that he, God, may grant you according to the riches of his glory. How rich is he? He has all the riches according to all of that. That you be strengthened with his power in your inner being through the Holy Spirit that lives in you. That spirit lives in you. Don't deny it. Don't deny him. The Holy Spirit, he's there. He is wanting to join with you in a deeper way. But, but your unforgiveness of yourself is keeping you from that. But Paul says that he prays that you being rooted and firmly established in love. What love is he talking about? He's not talking about humanly love, the one that we understand. He's talking about godly love, agape love. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about the love of God, because what? God is love. In 1 John 4 and 8, it tells us that God is love. So when we're talking about love, we're talking about God. Uh, It says, I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love, established in God, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the length and width and depth of God's love. It's hard. It's hard to to know that. It's hard for us to take that in. So God, uh, Paul is praying that we are able to comprehend that. But if we can just comprehend a little bit of it we will know Christ's love that surpasses our knowledge we can't we can't fathom it right but 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 let's pray as Paul is praying that we can understand it through through the holy spirit through him being on the inside of that he would he would enable us to feel and understand and receive God's love so that what that you may be filled with all the fullness of God what is the fullness of God the fullness of God is God's attributes and his characteristics something that we will never attain to be but we should try to walk it because our our job is to be to be disciples of Christ and being a disciple of Christ is, is to walk as Christ walked. We know that we can't right but our job is still to walk as closely to Christ's walk as we can and we are we fall short of that when we sin but but right here it tells you that the love of God has covered that with his son Jesus Christ. So so let's try to have the fullness of God within us in his his character and his attributes and one of his attributes is love he is love he can't he can't do anything outside of love because it's what he is so he loves you he made you god loves you say that with me god loves me let's say it again God loves me. God loves me. So if God loves me, who am I to think different of myself? You have to become consistent with God's thoughts of you. And I'm going to do an episode about that. That's, that's one of my next ones is knowing who you are in God, because it's so important that we know who we are in God, but we have to understand God's love for us first. God is a generous God. He loves us. He's an amazing God. And I was listening to the song this morning, um, You're a Good, Good Father, He's such a good, good father. He's such a good, good father. He's your father. You are a daughter of the king. You are a daughter of the king. And he's such a good, good father to us. God has called you just as he called Paul to do his work. And even though Paul understood that he had sinned, that he had made mistakes, and that he would make mistakes. He never gave up on God and the love that God had for him, knowing that he had been called into this ministry. You have been called into your ministry. You have a calling placed upon your life. You have a purpose placed upon your life that brings together what God is accomplishing in his kingdom and he's accomplishing it through you because you have been called. Are you doing your full work for God? If you're shackled in shame, if you are living in regret, if you are allowing Satan to bring things to you and you're not rebuking him with those thoughts then you are being robbed of what God is calling you to do. Don't let Satan do that to you. You get into God's word and you understand the love of God, the love that he has for you. You write that down and you recite that to yourself until you begin to believe it. You meditate on God's word. And God's word is, he loves you. He loves you. God loves you, and so do I. And I have come a long way from where I was. And there are things that I had to get in place in order to do that. And those things I have called the four pillars of successful self-forgiveness. And I'd like to share that with you all. It is a free download. You can find it at my website, which is Tanya bjones.com forward slash the number four pillars p-i-l-l-a-r-s so it talks about the four things that were important in my life and that are important in my life to stay consistent with the calling that God has placed on my life and to understand who I am in God and to keep myself undergirded to Be able to do the mission that I've been called for. So grab that um, at TanyaBjones.com forward slash four, the number four, pillars. And I hope this episode has blessed you all. Remember that you are a daughter of the King. He has called you, He loves you, and He is waiting for you to just step out on faith and allow Him to use you in a mighty, courageous, and bold way. I love you all. I am going to sign out until next week. But before I go, I want to tell you this. Don't be so uncomfortable with the darkness of your past that you're too fearful to walk into the light of your future. You guys have a blessed day and I will talk to you next week. Bye.